Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Estás escuchando Échale Podcast, a podcast where we embrace our Latinidad. The good, the bad, the ugly. You love English? Te encanta el español? Well, we got a whole lot of Spanglish. A storytelling podcast. And like my mom used to say, Échale, mijo, que tú Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Echale Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Quintero. And today's a very special episode because I'm going to get people involved to talk about Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos is, uh, I guess you could say, a transition from November 1st to November 2nd. And it's a day of remembrance. It's a day that we in the Latino community celebrate but we're going to go ahead and talk about death a little bit and what it means um, to so many people out there. I know death can be scary. I was definitely the one or that type of person to be afraid of it. Like every time my parents would talk about death, I was just in my feelings about what was I going to do when they departed this world? What was I going to do when I departed? What is after we die? Uh, so that thought was always scary. And I think for the longest, death always lingered around me in the sense that I just, uh, I know it's very, very <laughs> dark of me to say, but I was always thinking like, dang, what if I get into a car accident? What? So, you know, like I always had it lingering in the back of my head. Uh, luckily, not so much anymore. And I want to go ahead and tell you guys why. <laughs> Obviously, it has to do with Dia de los Muertos, which we will get into and explain a little bit about the history just for everybody que no sabe de qué es o de qué se trata Dia de los Muertos. I didn't really grow up with Dia de los Muertos and I know a lot of people are probably like, wait, Jose, you're like one of the most Mexican people I know or one of the most Latino people I know. How come you didn't grow up with Dia de los Muertos? I think, you, and I was talking to my friend about it, it's such a new yet beautiful tradition that is starting to come to life here in the United States because I feel and obviously you could your experience could be different but I know for a lot of my friends and myself our experience is very similar in the sense that when our parents migrated to this country they lost a lot of tradition and they lost a lot of their ways obviously when you come to the United States you're trying to survive you're trying to figure out how to make it and it's completely understandable and then you have a family and to keep up with the Joneses as you would say or the traditions uh, that have been left behind it's kind of hard so you obviously keep up with the more religious ones which are um, Semana Santa Christmas um, 
well, Thanksgiving is very American. I'm trying to think of another holiday in Mexico that we celebrated here. Pero that's pretty much it. Bueno, el 15 de septiembre, obviamente, el, you know, Mexican Independence Day. But if you think about it, even Día de los Niños or Día de Reyes, that's something that's very heavily uh, uh, embedded in the Mexican culture. And I'm specifically talking about the Mexican culture that when we... Our parents migrate here to the United States. We don't celebrate Dia de los Reyes. And if we do, we probably did once or twice and we kind of forgot about it. And Dia del Niño, I didn't even know about it, Dia del Niño until I was older. I was like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> I wish I would have known there was a day for us. And let's be honest, if we just came out of Christmas and got presents, if our parents uh, were economically well off or doing well that they actually got us presents why would they give us presents literally about two weeks later it just makes no sense and if i just burst your bubble about santa claus y dia de los reyes i am sorry and on top of that in april you have dia del niño it's like bro like we would never give our parents a break so it makes sense that they didn't provide these uh these special days for us but yeah, Dia de los Muertos is definitely one of those traditions that we do not or I did not get to embrace when I was younger. And it's funny how it, things just kind of get introduced to you. I think Dia de los Muertos was introduced to me a lot younger than what most people get or got introduced to it, which was via Coco, uh, you know, the, the movie by Disney. So I started, as many of you guys know, started traveling to Mexico by myself since the age of like 13 all the way up until 21 because I, that's when I had summer breaks and I would go live with my grandparents or I would go live with uh, other family members that would take me in uh, while my parents were in the United States. That's something that my parents allowed me to do because I had a family over there to look after me. But in conversation and hey, ya vienen las fiestas patrias, oye, ¿qué hacen en noviembre? Pues días de los, día de los muertos. So then that started to intrigue me. And obviously people go to, the, you know, this is what they would tell me like, oh yeah, ponen altares, van al cementerio. And to me, it's like, that is hella creepy. Why are you going to go to uh, a cemetery to talk to a bunch of dead people? and whatnot but i think when you're like 14 15 that is ignorance speaking and you don't realize the importance of the tradition and then the beauty that the mexican community the latino community sees in death and i started to understand that probably around 16 17 when i kept on asking about dia de los muertos and then they started telling me what it meant and I think the phrase that stuck to me, uh, and, and it was so beautiful, it, they say, we embrace death, we make it a part of us so that when we depart from this world, it's easier on us and it's easier on the ones that are left behind. And if you think about it, we never really leave. And this is the theme that was, I guess, embraced in Coco. A person dies twice in a lifetime. Well, not in a lifetime, but in general. 
And I'm, I, I was like, wait, what do you mean twice? And they're like, once when your body leaves this world. And then the second time is when your name is spoken by the last person who remembers you. So I was like, wait, 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 I don't get it. And they're like, if you have your family who constantly remembers you, at least if it's one time out of the year, you're never really forgotten. And I thought that was beautiful. I started like going back through, you know, like my family history and trying to figure out uh, who my great grandparents were. Uh, uh, at the time, I still had one of my grandfathers, but then I started talking to them a little bit more, trying to, you know, have a more deeper connection with them. That way I can pass on their stories uh, to future generations. But I think like everything, you start, you, you really start, and, and it's sad to say, you really start appreciating Dia de los Muertos when you actually have somebody close to you or that you really interacted with pass away. So obviously I have a really good connection with my grandparents, but when they passed, well, to my two grandfathers, I was younger, I was in ignorance, I was 14, 15, living wild and free and not a care in the world, like every teenager. But then my cousin passed away because of cancer. And then I'm like, wow, he was young. Like, he shouldn't be forgotten. It's not fair that he's lost his life because of cancer. And then when I got older, I had another family member pass away. Uh, it was my cousin's uh, ex-husband. He died tragically in a car accident with his parents. And that one hit me harder because I was older and I was able to understand and appreciate life and understand that life can be taken away from you in a matter of moments. And it doesn't matter how good, how bad, how rich, how poor you are. As they say in Spanish, la muerte no discrimina. La muerte agarra parejo and you just kind of have to be prepared for it. That one hit me harder and that's when I really started doing altars because obviously growing up in a Catholic family and my mom is super religious and even though she doesn't believe in witchcraft, she doesn't believe in anything, she still embraces a little bit of the Dia de los Muertos tradition just because she grew up with it and she didn't implement it with us because she was trying to survive in this country. So when I said I wanted to build an altar, she didn't really have any reluctancy. like if I wanted to dress up. You know, there was reluctancy if, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. There was pushback, <laughs> let me use that word. There was pushback for me wanting to dress up for Halloween because this was del diablo, de los demonios, witchcraft, etc., etc., etc. versus Dia de los Muertos, she was more open to it because it was a tradition that she had already seen growing up that she didn't really implement. So it was interesting to see her perspective and her look when I was building the altar or when I was showing her these are the people that I wanted to or I want to remember. It, it was interesting to see how she took my grand, her father's image because she never imagined that I would have an image of my grandfather when he was younger. 
and place it at the altar. Or a picture of both my grandparents, or a picture of my cousin, or a picture of my cousin's uh, ex-husband. Um, I don't know. It, was, it, it definitely brings back stories and memories and the importance of what these people meant in our lives and the importance of what it means to keep their their memories alive because eso es lo que nos quedan las memorias las historias de cada una de estas personas que, que se nos va and i think that's beautiful that's what dia de los muertos means to me remembering not forgetting embracing uh, the ones who have departed the this world and not forgetting about them but at the same time welcoming la calaca o la calavera eh, death into our culture as a as an acceptance like it's gonna happen to everybody like there's they say there's two things that you can't escape from in this life death and taxes and you know you got to pay your taxes and death will eventually come to all of us whether we like it or not so in the mexican culture we embrace it because at the end of the day if you think about it and this is the beauty of what happened in coco and this is literally how i think it's gonna happen when i leave this earth i want to be able to embrace the people that have already left this world like my cousin um leonardo like my cousin's ex-husband victor manuel like my grandfather's rafael quintero um, antonio medina and my grandma guadalupe rincon i will eventually embrace them sooner or later hopefully later everybody knocking on wood it's so funny i don't even know where knock on wood comes from but it's also a tradition that we do but that is the beauty of dia de los muertos that i guess it, it all revolves around hope right so i want to give you guys a real quick history of dia de los muertos But first, let us take a little quick break. Voy a comer pan de muerto and we'll be right back. Hola, ¿qué tal? Te saluda José Quintero y espero que estés disfrutando de este capítulo de Echale Podcast. Pero vamos a platicar de un tema que te va a encantar. Porque si eres padre de familia, si eres estudiante o si eres maestro o maestra, pon mucha atención porque te quiero contar sobre la beca nacional de hacer de McDonald's. Desde 1985, McDonald's ha otorgado más de 33 millones de dólares en becas. Y esta vez no va a ser la excepción porque este año McDonald's está dando 500 mil dólares en becas y puedes ganarte una beca de hasta 100 mil dólares pero ahora más que nunca ayudar a estudiantes hispanos a ser más que las generaciones anteriores a ser más de lo que creían ser capaz y a ser más de lo que pensaban que era posible por sí mismos por su gente por su cultura y por un mejor futuro para más información sobre la beca nacional hacer de mcdonald's visita mcdonald's.com diagonal hacer Aprende más, porque puedes ganar una de 30 becas. Ser diagnosticado con diabetes lo cambia todo. No solo cómo te alimentas, también cómo vives tu vida. Y siento que Walgreens realmente lo entiende. Desde mi farmacéutica Sofía tan amable y lista para ayudar, hasta los recursos expertos y ayuda con mis medicamentos. Esto no sería fácil sin su apoyo. Ahora mi diabetes no me controla, la controlo yo. Si necesitas hablar sobre la diabetes, Walgreens está aquí. Maneja tu diabetes hoy en walgreens.com diagonal diabetes. 
Hola, ¿qué tal? Te saludo José Quintero de Échale Podcast y te quiero contar que este episodio de Échale es presentado por McDonald's. El McRib ha vuelto, pero está en su tour de despedida y como una buena banda musical que se despide y se despide, no sabemos si en verdad se va a despedir. Es momento de celebrar este sándwich icónico desde su sabrosa salsa barbecue hasta sus pepinillos. No te olvides de agregar servilla cuando te comas tu último McRib, ya sea para limpiarte las lágrimas o la salsita barbecue. Disfruta cada bocado salsocito como si fuera tu último McRib. El tour de despedida del McRib está pasando en McDonald's y definitivamente no te quieres perder de esto. Yo sé que ahí voy a estar disfrutando de mi último McRib. ¿Qué esperas? Ve por el tuyo hoy mismo. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with more. And I want to tell you guys a little bit more about Dia de los Muertos. Because a lot of people think that it's Mexican Halloween, which it is definitely not. So I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of a history of Dia de los Muertos que se celebra el primero de noviembre y por qué se llama eh, Todos los Santos hoy leading up to today, tomorrow, midnight, Dia de los Muertos. So I'm going to go ahead and say it in Spanish because that's what I have the, the notes, but I will kind of go ahead and translate it as I go. Bueno, cuanto más se acerca el fin de año, pues ya sabemos que los días festivos son Día de los Muertos, Acción de Gracias, este Navidad. Pero en España, para la gente que no sabía, el puente por el Día de Todos los Santos, gracias, bueno, like you know, so it's a holiday over there in Spain, on the first of November, que se celebra este primero de noviembre, primer día del mes, como ocurre con la mayor parte de las celebraciones en España, el primero de noviembre, Día de Todos los Santos, es una fiesta eminentemente religiosa, no solo en España, sino en la mayor parte de los países de tradición cristiana. So, Obviously, it is huge because of Catholicism, Christianity in Spain. But a lot of people are like, wait, isn't Day of the Dead something super huge in Mexico? Yes, we're going to get into that and where it derives. But la proclamación de la fiesta de todos los santos procede del Papa Gregorio IV. So today, November 1st. Day of the Saints is proclaimed by the Pope Gregorio IV in the year of 835. Why? Because, which is obviously has to do with religion. El origen de la festividad del primero de noviembre se cree que el Papa Gregorio el cuarto escogió este día porque coincidía con una de las festividades de los pueblos germanos y durante estos años el objetivo de la iglesia era eliminar todas las celebraciones paganas. So, there was a pagan celebration November 1st. Here comes the Catholic Church and is like, yo, we're going to proclaim it the day of all the saints. So, all the saints in the Catholic Church are, well, I don't know if Christian, no, I don't know, Christianity doesn't have saints, but we're going to just kind of replace it. So, again, this colonialism from the Christian Church or the Catholic Church um, trying to impose itself into other religions. So, Día de los Muertos. Es importante tener en cuenta que Día de Todos los Santos no es lo mismo que el Día de Todos los Muertos. So, it's not the same Day of the Saints to Day of the Dead. 
Day of the Dead. Este se celebra el 12 de noviembre y su objetivo es orar por los fieles que ya no siguen en la vida terrenal. México es el lugar por excelencia del homenaje a los muertos. So why is Mexico so important? For Day of the Dead. El Día de los Difuntos, or Day of the Dead, es una tradición prehispánica. So it's a prehistoric tradition que procede, que procede de la costumbre de guardar los cráneos de los muertos como trofeos. So in prehistoric times in Mexico, it was tradition to keep the skulls uh, of people as trophies. La tradición dice que los muertos van llegando cada dos horas entre el 28 de octubre y el 2 de noviembre. Siempre en orden. Primero los que fallecieron por causas trágicas. Yes, there you go. They're coming into the, to the terrestrial world. So, cada dos horas entre 28 de octubre y el 2 de noviembre. So, imagine from the 28th of October, people are coming in in order and it's based off how they died. So, primero los que fallecieron por causas trágicas. So, starting the 28th of October, the people who died first in accidents, for example, or in some tragic type of accident, are the first ones who are coming into this world. Después lo hacen los ahogados. So people who drowned after that. Los dos últimos días del mes comienzan a llegar las almas de los que se encuentran en limbo. So the 31st and the 30th are the people who are still in limbo that are trying to probably, they probably have something here to resolve in this world. And then, que es el primero de noviembre, niños no bautizados, olvidados o sin familia. Y por último, los días 1 y 2, de noviembre, cuando llegan los primeros, primero los niños muertos y después los adultos. So that is another reason why el día de hoy se dice como el día de todos los santos. Un niño siempre va a ser un santo porque aunque no fue bautizado, no tenía ningún pecado. Aunque la religión cristiana diga que nace, nacemos con el primer pecado del mundo, que es el de Adán, hasta que nos bautizan. Obviously, a lot of people don't believe that, and it's like, well, a child has no malice in their life. Hold up, hold up, hold up, Jose, but I thought Dia de los Muertos o Dia de Todos los Santos was just November 1st, November 2nd. What is all this about October 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st? Like, you're just confusing the crap out of me right now. Well, let me tell you, it's just depending on the region that you're in. Some regions in Mexico, uh, depending on, you know, the history que tengan estas comunidades indígenas, they believe that the 28th and the 29th and the 30th are all acknowledging different types of people that are coming into our world uh, from Day of the Dead. Obviously, most people believe just November 1st, November 2nd, which is great. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit more of other regions and what they believe, not just, I guess, mainstream media. And I put that in quotations. But I wanted to give you guys a little bit more because Day of the Dead is a blend of Mesoamerican ritual, European religion, and Spanish culture. Obviously, the holiday we know that is celebrated October 31st to November 2nd. October 31st, because of, you know, the United States made Halloween, November 2nd is All Souls Day or Day of the Dead. And let me give you guys kind of like the generic, maybe what you've all heard. 
which is according to tradition the gates of heaven are opened at midnight on october 31st and the spirits of children can rejoin their families for 24 hours the spirits of adults can do the same on november 2nd and then the roots of day of the dead celebrated in contemporary mexico and among those of mexican heritage in the united states and around the world go back some 3,000 years to rituals honoring the dead in pre-columbian mesoamerica the Aztecs and other Nahuatl people living in what is now Central America held a cyclical view of the universe and saw death as integral, ever-present part of life. This is what they believed. Upon dying, a person was believed to travel to, and I'm going to butcher this, I am so sorry, Chikunamiklan, the land of the dead, only after getting through nine challenging levels. A journey of several years could the person's soul finally reach Miklan, the final resting place. In Nawa, rituals honoring the dead traditionally held in August, family members provided food, water, tools to aid the deceased in their difficult journey. This inspired the contemporary Day of the Dead practice in which people leave food and or other offerings of their on their loved ones' graves or set them out on altars called ofrendas in their home. We already went over through European pagan celebrations of the dead that took place in the fall, which consisted of constant bonfires, dancing and feasting, and some of these customs even after the Roman Catholic Church, which adopted them into their celebrations of two Catholic dates, Dia Todos Santos and Day of the Dead. So on the Day of the Dead, it's believed that the border between the spirit world and the real world dissolve. During this brief period of the souls of the dead awaken and return to the living world to feast, drink, dance, and play music with their loved ones. In turn, the, in turn, the living family members treat the deceased as honored guests in their celebrations and leave the deceased's favorite food and other offerings at their grave sites on their ofrendas built in their homes. We're going to go over what an ofrenda has if you need to make a quick one. <laughs> All right. Y la historia de los difuntos en México está muy relacionada con la figura La Catrina. So we all know what La Catrina is, that we've seen these huge skulls or human skeletons dressed up as a woman, right? That is La Catrina. La eterna caricatura mexicana que simboliza la muerte con una figura femenina cuyo nombre original fue la calavera garbancera. Si bien el padre de la Catrina original fue José Guadalupe Posada, se atribuyen las tradiciones esqueletos femeninos cargados de flores y colores a Diego Rivera, el conocido muralista que se casó dos veces con Frida Kahlo. So, we get the name La Catrina from José Guadalupe Posada, but the person who really enriches La Catrina with flowers, different colors, is Diego Rivera. And for those who don't know who Diego Rivera is, he was the husband of Frida Kahlo. And if you don't know who Frida Kahlo is, I'm sorry, Google it. Google it. She is an icon, and she's still an icon today. So I gave you guys a little bit of the history of Dia de los Muertos. Remember, it is not Mexican Halloween. So treat it with respect. Ask. I think it's a beautiful opportunity to ask your parents, ask your grandparents about their lives, about their parents' lives, and how it was. So that way you can keep their memory alive. Um, and now I want to take this opportunity to have people who I messaged earlier tell me what they think Dia de los Muertos means to them. Or not think. What does Dia de los Muertos mean to them? 
This is Rita Bautista y para mí el Día de los Muertos significa darle respeto a las personas de los antepasados or our ancestors, um, you know, giving recognition to who they are. Although I wasn't raised in the culture of celebrating el Día de los Muertos, um, we do recognize our ancestors and our grandparents um, and remember them on a very special, in a very special way. Um, but the good thing is, is I actually have now started to get into understanding a little bit more about this particular tradition, um, this Mexican tradition that I actually think is very beautiful and took up my own little piece of this tradition today by remembering my grandparents and building out a little memorial space for them. So that's what it means to me. Pues para mí el Día de los Muertos es un día en que nos sentamos en familia, con familiares, con amigos y recordamos los seres queridos que ya no están con nosotros y recordamos sus vidas, nos reímos, o sea, es tiempo para celebrar y recordar esos seres queridos que desafortunadamente ya no están con nosotros. Les hacemos la ofrenda, les ponemos cosas este, que, que les gustaban en la ofrenda y todo eso. Um, es una celebración muy bonita y aquí en verdad casi yo no la celebro. Yo la celebraba en México más bien cuando estaba más niña. Este, en la escuela nos hacían, nos hacían poner una ofrenda pues y te poníamos todas las fotos de los seres queridos de nosotros y también de las personas de la comunidad que ya no están con nosotros, que personas que son muy queridas en la comunidad. Um, es una celebración muy bonita y desafortunadamente aquí en, me en los Estados Unidos no la celebro como en México. En México la celebración sí es muy bonita y en verdad este, yo creo que aquí no la celebro porque mi, toda mi familia no está aquí. Si estuviera en México, claro que sí la celebraría, pues ya que tenemos muchos seres queridos allá, que todas sus cosas están allá, toda la familia está allá. Este, entonces es lo que significa... Um, en verdad este año mucho celebrar el Día de los Muertos allá en México. Para mí el Día de los Muertos es de recordar. Y cuando recuerdas, pues vives de nuevo. Recordar es vivir los buenos momentos nuevamente. Eh, <coughs> también sentir nuestros seres queridos presente con cariño y anhelo uh, en donde estamos en nuestras vidas ahora. Y también como confirmación de la vida de que el, en el planeta Tierra eh, la vida es corta, pero hay ese hilito de recuerdos y cariño y amor que nos conecta con todos nuestros seres queridos, eh, sin importar eh, cuando hayan fallecido, eh, los argumentos o resentimientos que hayan sucedido en vida, y más bien dejar que ese amor trascienda lugares, épocas y países para decirles que hoy me acuerdo de ti, te amo y te recuerdo, ¿verdad? Pues personalmente hablando, el Día de los Muertos para mí es un día pues, en el que puedo convivir y recordar a los seres queridos que ya no están con nosotros. Y no digo que durante el resto del año no se les recuerde, ¿verdad? Pero en este día en especial pues, se les dedica a ellos. Yo acostumbro, por ejemplo, a visitar los panteones en el cual se encuentran mis seres queridos y llevarles flores, veladoras o pues algo que les guste, por ejemplo, su bebida favorita, pues ya sea un tequila, su café, su coca, agua. Y pues para mí eso es el Día de los Muertos, José. Convivir con ellos que ya no están aquí que pues uno los apreciaba mucho. El Día de los Muertos es una antigua tradición mexicana en la cual se acostumbra a celebrar a los fieles difuntos y a todos los santos los días primero y segundo de noviembre. 
existe la creencia que durante estas fechas se abren ciertos portales dimensionales espirituales mediante los cuales es más fácilmente que las personas encarnadas se comuniquen con las personas fallecidas. Muchas personas desean comunicarse con sus seres fallecidos o pedirles ayuda en diferentes situaciones y espíritus desean entregarles mensajes porque desean cerrar ciclos, pedir perdón, dejarles saber cómo se encuentran, dar paz, consuelo y sanación a sus seres queridos. Y para los espíritus mismos, poder trascender a otra dimensión y continuar su evolución. Los espíritus no están a nuestra disposición. Se manifiestan cuando quieren hacerlo y tienen el permiso de Dios. Jamás se debe de invocar por nuestro capricho ni curiosidad. Las personas, cuando dejan el cuerpo físico, no se convierten en ángeles. Conservan la misma esencia moral o energía que cuando estaban vivos. Sin embargo, se pueden manifestar durante los sueños, tocarnos, acariciarnos, cuando vemos mariposas, colibrís, también palomas o animales que se relacionen con ellos. Aromas a sus perfumes, a tabaco, mueven las cosas, hacen ruido. Hay espíritus malignos que suelen ser mentirosos, burlones, golpeadores y demás ocasionando malestares, escalofríos, coraje, intranquilidad, aromas desagradables como podrido, etc. Sin embargo, puedes solicitar la ayuda de los ángeles para que purifiquen tu hogar, dándote protección y sabiduría cuando esto suceda y te sientas intranquilos. Otra manera mediante la cual los espíritus tratan de contactar a sus seres queridos es con la ayuda de personas físicas que están catalogadas como mediums, que son prácticamente un medio de comunicación entre la dimensión espiritual y la dimensión terrenal. Pero tenemos que tener mucho cuidado cuando sea a través de este tipo de personas de cuidar la moral y la veracidad de sus mensajes. Realmente la celebración del Día de los Muertos es para honrarlos, recordarlos, agradecerles desde el fondo de nuestro corazón, pues ellos han dejado un legado de virtudes y también de experiencia acumulada para nosotros y nuestros descendientes. Desde nuestro corazón, la más infinita gratitud y pedirle a Dios que descansen en paz. También el Arcángel Azrael Ayuda a todas esas personas fallecidas que se encuentren intranquilos dependiendo de qué manera sufrieron su muerte, de qué manera pasaron a la dimensión espiritual. Recuerden, el arcángel Azrael significa quien ayuda a Dios y es la voluntad de Dios que él apoye a estas almas a dirigirlas, a guiarlas sin miedo y sintiéndose protegidas y abrazadas hacia la dimensión que Dios tiene para ellos. Celebremos pues amigos este Día de los Muertos con mucha alegría todas las virtudes que ellos tuvieron. Muchísimas gracias. Aime de los Ángeles, Maestra Sanadora y Medium Angelical. 
Thank you so much for the people who participated. Rita, Blanca, Stephanie, Noelia, Aime. Muchísimas gracias por mandarme sus audios and for letting people know what Dia de los Muertos means to you. And yes, the last one, Aime de Los Angeles, she is a medium. She speaks to angels. So I was like, I need to have her and talk about Day of the Dead. Uh, and I'll eventually have her on another episode talking about how she acquired this gift to talk to angels. Pero muchísimas gracias por ser parte de este capítulo. All right, real quick, I want to go ahead and tell you what goes on the altar because a lot of people probably are starting, if not started already with their altar. And maybe they don't have all the adequate things that an altar for Dia de los Muertos needs. But for a lot of people, they didn't know, or I myself didn't know, that the altar, you can start placing items on it since October 28th. Why October 28th? Because as mentioned before, October 28th is when las almas, so the souls of people who died in tragic accidents, come and visit. And that is when you already want to have your altar already ready and um, whatnot. But just in case, just in case. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start off with the infamous flower, el cempasúchil. La flor de cempasúchil se usa porque en la época prehispana se creía que su olor atraía a los muertos. So, that is very, that's pretty cool. So, the cempasúchil flower actually attracts the dead souls. That is why they are placed at the altar. Another thing that is placed at the altar is water. El agua se dispone con la intención de saciar la sed después su, de su recorrido. So after they make their journey from the afterlife or from... You remember Coco when they were crossing that bridge? Let's just go ahead and imagine that. When they cross over the bridge, when they make it over, they're tired and thirsty. So you place water for them. Incenso. So, incense se, colopa, se coloca para purificar el lugar designado para la ofrenda. Well, so you purify the area so when they arrive, it's a pure and holy uh, land. Salt, you're going to need salt. Con la intención de que las almas no se corrompan, la sal tiene el papel de purificar a los muertos. So the salt purifies the dead. Velas o ceras. Su flama es la guía que permite que las ánimas regresen a sus hogares. So the velas or these candles are the lights that allow the dead to journey back into the afterlife after visiting you. And it also signifies hope. So then what you have also on the altar is perrito de barro. So this is your alegrije, alebrije, alebrije, uh, your spiritual animal that we also saw represented in Coco as a Xolo, as a Xolo Esquincle. All right, so these animals would often help the people crossing over to the mortal realm, as you want to call it, um, when they were in trouble. If they were in trouble, the dog would only help if they were really pure and, and only if they were worthy. Also, pan de muerto, si piensas, co, si piensas como el cuerpo de Cristo, pero también con un re, una representación de los difuntos. So, the body of Christ that you receive when you go to church, for those people who are religious, this is actually the same uh, thing, but it's bread of the dead, which is actually very, very good. 
calaveras de azúcar o sugar skulls. Las calaveras chicas son dedicadas a la Santísima Trinidad, mientras que las grandes están destinadas al Padre Eterno. So the smaller uh, sugar skulls are dedicated to the Holy Trinity and the larger sugar skulls are dedicated to the Eternal Father. All right, I'm going to read this part in Spanish because ¿Cómo se coloca el altar? Se empieza de izquierda a derecha y la secuencia es primero las frutas, luego los panes. So you start from left to right, first the fruits, then the bread, then you put the candles, and then el alimento y el copal. So whatever food that the person that you're remembering uh, loved to eat. Las flores se disponen de antemano en grandes floreros. So you put the sempasulchin in a vase. So you put an offering. You put actually three offerings. Um, so an offering for the soul that is traveling alone. Another one for the soul who's in purgatory. And the last offering you put for the soul who has been forgotten and nobody remembers. And when do you take everything off? Because a lot of people, are, it's, it's sort of like Christmas. When do you take the tree decorations off? The 3rd of November. El 3 de noviembre se quita la ofrenda y los alimentos o dulces se reparten entre vecinos y familiares. Well, thank you guys so much for sticking around on this episode of Day of the Dead. One of my favorite episodes because we get down and nitty gritty to the culture. Don't forget to like subscribe i don't know is that what you do we're on youtube this video ain't on youtube because i'm clearly still abroad where i don't have access to my stuff uh but definitely share it please share it we're trying to grow the podcast that's the next step so uh, yeah share it with somebody that you think this might interest and follow us on instagram at echale podcast Gracias por escuchar Echale Podcast. If you made it this far, I ask of you one thing. If this podcast made you think, reflect, or enter an existential crisis, then share it with me on social media. Nothing would make me happier than knowing that these stories had a real impact. Nos vemos el próximo martes with more stories and más chisme. This was Echale Podcast. Echale Podcast. Echale Podcast.